Welcome to Yoga Wisdom, questions about how to live your yoga in daily life, answered by Integral Yoga founder, Sri Swami Satchidananda. What is the relationship between sound vibrations and prana? Is sound vibration more subtle and does it affect prana? Hmm. That's a simple question. Hmm. Prana is a sort of more subtle vibration than the sound vibrations. Because sound, when you can say sound, you heard Mala saying that. We listen to only certain octaves. 20,000 vibrations per second. Hmm? Over and below, you don't hear that, you don't call it sound. So what we hear is the sound, a part of the vibrations. But prana is the cause of all the vibrations. It is prana that makes everything vibrate. Or, in a sense, it is prana that takes over the various forms to vibrate in different levels. That's not that prana is something different and it makes something else to vibrate. So prana is the base of everything. You can say prana is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. Sound, what we hear sound, is not omniscient. The Hindu scriptures, the Vedas, talk about different sounds. Vaikari, Pasyanti, and so on. It starts from the navel, comes up to the throat, then comes out. So here and here you don't see much, you don't hear much. But you may be able to hear a little if you block the outside sound and go within and listen carefully. And that practice itself is called Nada Anusantanam. Nada Anusantanam. That means uh, contemplating on or listening to the inner sound. We do have that inner sound which is not audible to everybody. And that is what you call the hum or om. Anagata is another name for it. Unheard sound. 
Can you think of a sound that's unheard? You've never heard about it. So, the answer is the relationship between sound and prana is the sound is the expression of prana. And prana is more subtle than the sound itself. Is sound vibrations more subtle and does it affect prana? No, sound vibration is not more subtle. But it can reveal the basis of the sound, which is prana, to you. Because in our level, we cannot directly go and do anything with prana. So we begin from a grosser level. That's where the Yoga Sutra comes beautifully, the Ashtanga Yoga. Even Yaman Yama people don't talk much because there's nothing visible, visible. You don't go and grab it and do that or put it in this way or this position or that position. The more concrete thing is the body. So you work with the body. And then slowly from the concrete you go to a little more subtle, to the prana, pranayama comes in. And then from the prana you go to the mind, to the senses. And from the senses you go to the mind directly. It's almost like uh, applying brake to a car. Even though the car's movement starts at the engine, at the piston to be exact, and slowly transformed, transmitted to the wheels so that the car can roll on. When you want to apply the brake to stop the car, you don't apply the brake at the piston. You apply to the place where it is expressed grossly. And then slowly, when the wheels are broke, stopped, then the transmission stops, then the gear stops, then the crankshaft stops, then the engine stops. So from the gross, you go to the subtle, subtle, subtle. But our aim is to understand the subtle. But because we are in the physical level, we go from the physical level to the subtle. That's why physical sound can lead you to the inner sound and the inner vibration, the prana. That's the reason why chanting, mantra, repetition are all used. Yes, I could say so, yes. <clears throat> it's constant, it's constant. The inner sound, actually it's the inner sound that makes the breath move. 
So if you could listen carefully, you can hear the breath itself creating certain sound. That's where the mantra Soham comes in or Hamsa. It goes in your so hum. See? It always repeats. Ajapa, japam, it's called. Japa without japa. So you just sit, sit quietly and listen to the breath. The breath repeats the mantra so hum. Or hamso. Hamsa, hamsa mantra it's called. So ham, hamsa is the same with forward and backward. And of course, there's external meaning also. Hamsa is a swan. It represents the Antaratma. So ham is the Vedantic term, I am he. Saha ham, so ham. That means I am he, I am he, I am he. Aham Brahmasmi is an expression of that. I am that I am. So it's all expressed in various ways. But the breath always repeats that. In a way, that is the reason why it depends on God, you can say. The last thing that leaves you is the breath. Good. Mm. Beloved Master, what is the secret to re- repeating the mantra constantly and having it going inside? all the time. I wish to cultivate this, but often do not remember to repeat. Repeat the mantra. Or I stop repeating and think of something else. So it's simply a matter of using the will to repeat all the time. Is it simply a matter of using? You have to constantly, consciously do that first. Until the inner consciousness takes over. We do many things like that. Any kind of practice, piano for example, ask Simononi, she will tell you. When she sat next to the piano, how many times she missed the key? She has to keep looking the key or even write the notes on the key and make sure that fingers touch the right key. And when she thinks of the fingers and the key, the leg forgets its job. So you slowly cultivate it. You cultivate. Once you get into the habit of it, it takes over then she doesn't have to see the 
keys or the fingers, she sees people, how they are appreciating her. Bicycling is the same thing. When you think of the pedal, you forget the handlebar. When you think of the handlebar, you forget the brake. After some time, you don't even touch the handlebar. You just whistle and look around and fly. Everything is like that. And these are all gross things compared to Mantra Japa. So, Mantra Japa takes a little longer time to sink into the system. Once it goes in and the system takes over, then you don't have to worry about it. You may not even know that it is repeating the mantra. Sometimes at night when you wake up, you will be surprised that somebody is repeating the mantra for you in. That's what one of the Saiva saints said, Nan marakkinam sollum na namashivayave. Even if I forget that, my tongue will be repeating the mantra. Another great sage talks about one of the saints. The tongue became scarred by repeating the mantra. So we have to develop it consciously for some time. And don't worry, it's natural to forget. Nothing comes overnight. Remember, whenever you remember, do it. At least you should be grateful that you are remembering now and then. Instead of once for all forgetting. And the mantra has that power. Once it goes into, you can never forget it totally. I have received letters. After 10 years or 15 years, they will say, I got the mantra from you. Then I left it. I never repeated it again. I forgot literally. All of a sudden one day it popped up. <laughs> because it goes in. So keep doing that. Don't worry about what's happening. Just keep on. Do, 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 do. Then it will do its job. Strictly speaking, there's no other practice that's necessary for spiritual growth. We simply want to do this and this and this and all kinds of complicated things. We're not happy with just one thing. Many great sages and saints have done nothing other than repeating the mantra. Yajnanam Japayajnasmi. In this age, there's no bigger yajnam than Japayajnam. The easiest and the best. No matter where you are, what you are doing, put your total faith in mantra. That will pull you out from the mud and mire of your life. 
will lead you to the goal ultimately. Then the taste of the mantra. Yes, Tyaga Brahmam, Tyagaraja Bhagavadar, Tyagaraja Swami. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org. And you won't appreciate all these candies and things. Develop that kind of taste. The practice here at morning meditation seems to be to use Hari Om chanting as a lead-in immediately prior to the silent time. So may have a then Hari Om chanting, then silence. I find that this seems to excite the system somewhat. Unlike, for instance, Om Shanti, which is more soft peaceful prior to the silence. Could you please explain why this is done? Rather than simply going softly into silence and japa after. Japa after Tomeva. Thank you so much, Om Shanti. Hmm. The Hari Om helps in many ways. It really wakes you up in the morning. That's why we repeat it, Hari Om, Hari Om. It just hurry up. <laughs> and then once you are awakened, then you slowly calm down. Hari Om, Hari Om. So the one and the same thing, you, the way you sing can smoothen everything. That if you are not satisfied with that alone, then when they stop Hari Om and go into silence period, you can mentally repeat Om Shanti. Or if you, most of you feel this way, you can even add a little Om Shanti after the Hari Om and then go to peace, go to silence. It's not that there's fast and fixed rule about this. Whatever is comfortable, convenient, as long as you do it, that's all we need. Anything that helps you, do that. A year ago, when I sat in your presence, trying to make decisions, I appealed to you for an answer. And from your eyes came a beautiful blue light. <laughs> you see any light? Oh. that seemed to pervade my entire being. Also a wonderful white light, unlike I have ever seen, came from your picture. 
and removed the pain I was feeling. Can you tell me the significance of the blue light? No. You have to be satisfied intellectually. Hmm. What was the spiritual importance? Thank you for being so patient. I'm trying to surrender and see God as the doer by leaving things in his hands. Hmm. But still I want to know what this one is. <laughs> Does it mean as long as I am trying to do things on my own, I won't be able to realize my hopes and dreams. Isn't it true if you pray and ask God that is equivalent to making one step, then he will make two. Equivalent to making one step, then he will make two. Thank you. Hmm. Anything that helps you, take. Don't try to question because you may not find answers for that. And I don't know, I don't purposely sending blue light to you and white light to somebody and no light to another person. It's all up to you people. As you think, so you get. So, leave it to God. Don't worry. You do the right thing. Keep your mind peaceful. You saw the blue light. Now if you want to question where it came from, how it came from, you missed the point there. What good of the blue light for you then? You got a fruit, enjoy it. Don't worry about questioning. Who planted this? Who watered it? Who harvested it? Who sold it? At what price? What is the profit he made? By the time you decide all that, the fruit will rot. Or somebody who is more hungry than you will snatch it from your hand. We really want to know everything, an answer for everything. There are millions of things in this world happening and will happen which we have no answer for it. So just see if it is useful, take it. If it's not useful to you, maybe it's useful to somebody. Leave it there. Instead of putting our egoistic intellectuality into everything and questioning everything. That way you can keep your peace. And you can enjoy the great gifts the Lord wants to offer you. Let us learn to experience that peace and God's great gifts in our life. Thank you. God bless you. Om Shanti. 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 Jai. Jai.